0: Welcome to Voices in the River. This is Rebecca Allman. We are gathered today to disrupt some narratives about women and power, ancestors, and magic. I'm delighted that Emily Lerner is joining me today by the river. Okay, so we're gonna begin by lighting our candles and I'm gonna pull a card from the Mystical Shaman Oracle deck. Emily has spent 20 years in HR, in leadership roles in HR, and she's also a leadership coach who has her own consulting business, Skillstruck Studio. Emily and I are gonna talk about intuition because much of our conversations, if it's not about glamor, is about intuition. I pulled (gasps) the eagle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the invitation. Have you become trapped in your daily routine and feel you do not know where to go and what to do next? Mm-hmm. Have you lost your sense of purpose? Eagle invites you to take a deep breath and spread your wings. When was the last time you opened them? <sighs> you are my most glamorous friend oh my gosh and so i
1: I have my lipstick for you oh my gosh you know i was going to wear lipstick and then i just did i did i'm a little disappointed though you did ask me a lot about lighting so i thought that you would show up (laughs)
0: and then i have my carnal flower (gasps) perfume which is magic in a Best perfume so let's just imagine ourselves adorned in (laughs) lipstick
1: and perfume. I do have my eyeliner, I don't know if you can see it. I I like it, my winged eyeliner. So I think it would be fun to talk a little bit about
0: bodies as altars because you really are a person who understands the
1: power of presence and adornment. Yes, okay, so I wanna talk specifically about lipstick, perfume, and eyeliner. Okay. Because like so much of makeup is about, you know, we talk about this stuff and like you are so, like you're very glamorous in your own way. But I am a chapstick lesbian. That's okay. Like glamour comes in many forms. Okay. Glamour isn't just lipstick, right? Although it can be. It does enhance. So that's, okay, so here's here's where I am with that. So much of makeup is, Hiding your dark circles or um, covering up your redness or whatever. And lipstick and eyeliner in particular are not about that, they're about adornment.
0: Yeah, and I love to think of my body as an altar. You know, you can make altars in earth paintings. You can make altars on a plate. You can make huge altars. Yes. But to me, our body is an altar. And to think about, like, what jewelry you're going to wear or how you're going to enhance your eyes or whatever, I think it's such a fun way to play with magic.
1: I think so, too. And, like, COVID really threw all of this into clarity for me because there's a lot that I stopped doing during Mm -hmm. (laughs) COVID. Like, I stopped dressing up as much. I stopped wearing heels as much. I stopped like all of those things. I wore a lot of sweatpants. I And I nice, still wear a lot of sweatpants. But I wore perfume. I never stopped wearing perfume. And I continued to wear eyeliner. And so for me, it was like, those are the things I do for me. Those are the things I do to celebrate myself, to create magic for myself. And the other things <laughs> were like armor for myself like putting on concealer or heels or whatever that was armor for the world but those were the things I did to adorn or celebrate or create an altar as myself I love that many moons ago
0: I held a leadership role where I was uh the leader of an executive board and I had a certain suit that I wore to almost every mini black suit and. A friend of mine very painfully took it apart thread by thread, and I was going to burn it. And she said, no, you can't burn it. And so a friend of mine made a bag out of it. Oh, my God. Like a witch bag out of it (gasps) that has, you know, sparkles and stars, and the inside has this beautiful silk fabric. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I think it's there's, what's the difference between the armor and the... celebration of your own magic
1: yes and it's it is that question of like what is for ourself and what is for the world and i do like now being really conscious of that distinction
0: and so how does that play into power you know because we often see power externally reflected yes what is internal power just to you
1: Mm. I think a lot of it for me is truly oh, is truly knowing who I am. And I don't like I think in like a girl boss power, whatever, there's a way that people are like, I don't give a blah about what people think of me. And the people who I invest in and care about and like the people I choose I care a lot what they think about me but the external world like I know who I am and I'm not for everyone and that is okay and that feels like a big part of power
0: for me is there a time that you didn't know oh, yeah. who you were and how, what, <sighs> what does the path, what did that transition, like the space between not knowing and knowing, what does that
1: look like or feel like? I think the worst part of any journey is that part where you're like awakened, but you don't know how to go forward. I don't know, when I think back on my first marriage, which always feels like a very glamorous thing to say, my first marriage, Uh, (laughs) and how I was in the shower one day and like the voice inside me, which I think of as my intuition, spoke to me and said, your marriage is over. And I was like, yeah, no, mm -mm, no, that's not, it's not. That's, no, like when my intuition raised her hand and was like, nope, this marriage is over. I just said, I straight up said no, that's ridiculous. Because I was, I just was not ready to hear it. I was like, no, I'm working on my marriage, like no. And I think, like a year later, The message came through again, and I, I listened. I actually listened, and I was like, Oh, okay. And um, a year almost to the day, my marriage was over.
0: So I think about receiving this intuition in the shower and then waiting a year (laughs) before your, you know, your body I see it as like intuition lab, lag, like jet lag. Like it took a while for your body and spirit to catch up with this knowing. I tend to go too fast. Like, how do you work Mm. the communication and timing in a way that people can hear? Because I see you really as a very strategic Communicator. Oh, thank you. And so there is a way that you get these insights, but you are able to deliver them. Talk about the space between the insight and
1: the action. Yeah. Um, So your intuition. Mm. It repeats. Like you can't, you can't say no to it. I mean, you can. You did but it's, it, it's not gonna be satisfied by me saying no to it because it's me, it's in me, it is me speaking to me. And so it's just gonna keep coming. And so it took a year and if I had said no then again, it wouldn't have taken a year to get the message again. You didn't hear the message between no it, it took a year before it came back around that's how powerfully i said no to it i really said no to it wow. and like you know that has to do with society and shame and blah, blah blah all that stuff but yeah but like would it have taken a year to come back around no it probably would have taken like a month <laughs> but it it's saying hi
0: what does your when you know and people have asked me this so I'm i'm curious When it's your intuition, how is the voice or feeling different than just like a random thought?
1: (laughs) It's so funny. Like, oh, I would like a martini. Right, like is it anxiety or is it a premonition, right? Yes, (laughs) yes. How do I know? I think one way I know is that it comes out of my mouth before I really have time to think about what I'm saying that's part of it for sure when i'm talking to other people and my intuition is kicking in in that conversation like a lot of times it just starts coming and i'm like uh like whoopsies yeah blurting in boardrooms. <laughs> yeah totally and it's just like oh here we here it comes then like some people really value that and some people really don't they don't want to hear it right <laughs> and that's okay um I don't know, when I think back on my corporate career and I was in the tech industry for like 15 plus years, like intuition isn't valued there, data is valued. And this is something you, I think you really helped me with is um, that intuition isn't just like in the air somewhere, you know, it's in you. And so it's everything you've ever known and everything you've ever Mm -hmm. experienced. Like, it's real, just as real as data. And until I knew that, I can't say that I fully knew myself. Mm. When I talk to my clients about how to listen to their intuition, I talk about it like a radio station, like you have to tune into it. And I think you also have to be ready to receive the message. Because it it repeats, so when your intuition is speaking to you, it really wants to be heard.
0: I think about it in terms of some of the sword tarot cards, oh. uh, justice, the Ace of Swords, and its alignment with truth. Mm. And that most of the time we're just kind of splayed out. My mother would say my top knot was frayed, so <laughs> most of the time our top knots are frayed by all the things happening. And intuition is about congruence alignment Mm.
1: there's a locking in yeah because it's so clear like it's a click in and I I I think part of that is it's almost like the flip side of intuition it's like non-intuition like when you're not on the right path like things are not right you're in that space of like things aren't clicking you're in stagnation you're in sadness or whatever that is and you're like why am I standing in a marsh that I can't get out of and so when you don't feel that congruence when you don't feel that sense of motion and sharpness like you know something's not right you know you're not aligned and you're trying to figure out why and I think that's part of what can help you tune in to your intuition
0: yeah I think incongruence Mm. is Exhausting. Exhausting. And clarity and congruence has that momentum, that energy.
1: Yes. And I think that that is ultimately how a lot of people learn to find and listen to their intuition because they're desperate to get out of whatever they're in.
0: Well, and so what I might say though, and and this has happened I think for all of us. I mean, you heard the message a year before you acted upon
1: it. <laughs> I sure did.
0: And I I think many of us think, "Oh gosh, the second we have an idea, we have to do something." I that's actually not true. Totally agree. I think time and breath and space and a glass of water, maybe yeah. a nap, like yes. all those things just we run at such a fast pace that we miss the thing. And yes. so Yeah, I struggle actually with impulsivity and sometimes it's just, oh, I hear you and I'm going to slow down until my body catches up with this idea.
1: Yes. And with some of the clients I work with, it's funny because I sit down with them and I see what, I don't want to say needs to happen, but I see like a very clear path for them. And sometimes like the steps between their intuition and where they are now, some of them are practical, right? Oh, like, yeah. If someone is like, this job isn't working for me, I need to leave. like They can't leave the job when they get the message. And like, that's great.
0: Unfortunately, I have missed that lesson in my life.
1: <laughs> but but, I, but I'm glad that you're bringing up the practical piece. I might have missed that lesson too. and And like, you know, we're gonna... We're going to make it. And I, you know, I think that's fair. I think for some people, there's no other way to do it. And that's okay. Because it's not like I ruminated for a year on was I going to get divorced. I just didn't think about it. Yeah. And then I did. And the next day, I was like, hey, I want a (laughs) divorce. So, you know, some people need that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I what i'm getting is mary oliver talked about this in an on being podcast with krista tippett that she had to make a date with her creativity Mm -hmm. and i almost feel like women need to make a date with their intuition and that the more you dance with it the more you trust it the more you listen it's a practice right and the more that you practice i think our intuition loves to be adorned yes i think our intuition loves jewelry and yes lipstick and eyeliner and loves for us to dress up if that's how we feel or love for us not to like to have a pajama day Yes, but it's about the care and feeding of our soul that unleashes the intuition yes and we are taught to just keep on moving through and not developing that relationship
1: yes and i think because we are taught that intuition is not important or not anything at all. Um, Our intuition is like, please celebrate me, please adorn me, I want to be the star, (laughs) you know? And so I like the notion of making a date with it or just pulling it however it works for you to pull it in as a practice until it becomes like all the things we practice available. Yeah, you have to get really
0: comfortable in that place.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: you. Ah, uh, thank you. If you'd like to connect with Emily, her website is skillstruckstudio.com. Voices in the River was created by Theo Balcom. And if you'd like to work with me, my website is RebeccaAumann.com. That's Rebecca, A-U-M-A-N.com. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.